Gospel Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Today I want to talk to you from this series that I'm doing called Beginnings, Beginnings. And I'm going to be speaking to you today from the book of Numbers. Now, in the book of Numbers, there's some powerful lessons there. If you, if you really dig deep, there's some powerful lessons there that we can apply to our life uh, that I believe will help us on our, our journey of faith with God. How many of you could use some help sometimes on your, uh, your journey, your walk with God? Well, Numbers uh, have some powerful lessons to us uh, that we can apply to our own life. I've titled my message today, you can see it on the screen behind me, Faith versus Fear. Faith versus Fear. And I think if we would all be honest, I know I could raise my hands this morning. I think there have all, we've all had times in our life where we have battled uh, this thing called fear. There's been a battle at times in our life. If we would all be honest, we've battled with this thing of having faith versus fear. Can I get an amen? We've all dealt with it before in our life for different reasons. So this is really what God has laid on my heart today about how we can overcome fear and that we can walk in faith in a fresh way and in a powerful way today. But let me just review a few things with you uh, as we go into this message from Numbers. We've been learning over the last few weeks that God's people, uh, he had made a covenant with God's people. You remember the covenant he started? He made it with Abraham. And he promised them, he promised Abraham, and it went down through the ancestors there, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This covenant that the Lord, he swore to give God's people that he was, he was going to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. You remember reading that, right? It's not really a land now flowing with milk and honey. You do realize that, right? It'd be a lot of cows and a lot of bees. It, 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 listen, it, what it is, it's, a, it's a, uh, words there that are used to really describe it. This land that God has given them is going to be a prosperous land. It's going to be a land of abundance. It's going to be a land of opportunity. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And this land was promised by God to God's people, and they were going to go there, and they were going to go into this land flowing with milk and honey, and they were going to, they were going to live there, and they were going to thrive there, and they were going to flourish there in that land. But we know on the way to that land, they had some different detours along the way, and they ended up in Egypt. You remember the story there? They're there in Egypt, and, and God delivers them out of Egypt, and then as they're delivered out of Egypt, they come into the area there where they uh, face the Red Sea, and God brings them through the Red Sea. Y'all remember reading that, right? God brought them uh, through the Red Sea, and then they ended up in the wilderness. And they wander there in the wilderness, and they go to different places, and the law is given to them, and all these commandments and these instructions. You've been reading all of that. And then the, uh, they, sit up, they set up the uh, priesthood and the tabernacle, and then the Lord eventually leads them to a place that you should have been reading about this week called uh, Kadesh Barnea, Kadesh Barnea. He led them there to this place called Kadesh Barnea, and Kadesh Barnea was on the border of the promised land. I mean, you could be right there on the edge of Kadesh Barnea, and you could see over into the promised land, and God had brought them to that place right there on the very edge of going into the promised land 
that God had told them about years and years before. And when they arrived there at Kadesh Barnea, the Lord told Moses, he commanded Moses, he says, Moses, you're here on the edge and you're about to go into the promised land and I want you to send out 12. I want you to send out 12 men. The Bible says they're spies or it depends on what translation. They may be scouts. I want you to pick 12 men from the uh, ancestral tribe and I want them to go out and I want them to explore the land and bring back a report. So I want to just pick up reading here in Numbers 13. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to be reading a few verses here and there, skipping around, touching a little bit in chapter 14. So just bear with me here for the reading of God's Word. You know, we need to read God's Word, amen? And it's supposed to be read out loud. So I want to just take some time to read to you. They're here on the edge of the land, Kadesh Barnea, and there's the promised land, and the Lord speaks to Moses, and he tells Moses, pick 12 men, pick 12 men, and send them out to explore the land, and come back to us, and tell us what you see. And the Lord now said to Moses, verse 13, I mean, chapter 13, verse 1, send out men to explore the land of Canaan. The land I'm given to the Israelites, send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders, from the camp of the wilderness of Paran. Moses gave the men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. He said, go north through the Negev into the hill country. Here's what Moses said. See what the land is like. And find out whether the people living there are strong or if they're weak, if there's few or if there's many. See what kind of land they live in. Is it good or is it bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Uh, do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. And it happened to be the season for harvesting the first ripe grapes. We skip over to verse 35. It says here, they came back after exploring the land. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses and Aaron and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh Barnea in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This is what their report, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and indeed it's a bountiful land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their, their towns are large and, and fortified. And when we saw, we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And the Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites, and the Jezebites, and the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb, but Caleb, he tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses, and he said, let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Verse 31, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report, some translations say evil, about the land among the Israelites. The land we travel through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And next to them, we felt like what? Grasshoppers. And that's what the... They thought too. One more, just bear with me, chapter 14. Jo Joshua and Caleb come and they begin to speak. 
Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Japhanah, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land, and if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. It's a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land. There are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Let's pray. Father, God, thank you for your word that does not return void. God, I thank you, Lord, that your word will just touch the hearts of your people today and that you would set us free, O oh God. God, I pray today, God, that you would be glorified in everything that we do. We need your anointing right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lead us and guide us. Direct us everything, God, that we do. May it point back to you, Jesus, and bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. These 12 scouts, here we are in Numbers 13 and 14, and these 12 scouts that Moses had sent out, they come back to all the people. They've been on a 40-day journey. 40 days they've been exploring the land that God had promised to them and they come back to give a report to Moses and Aaron and to all the community of Israel. I want you to notice this morning, just for the next few minutes, notice the report that they brought back. Notice the report that they brought back. All 12, all 12 of these spies, all 12 of these scouts, they agreed that the land was an abundant land. They all agreed that it was a land of opportunity. It was a land that was full of all kinds of blessings. And they even all agreed that there were fortified walls there. And they agreed that there were giants in the land. But these 10 scouts, these 10 scouts, they started focusing on the fortified walls. That's all they could talk about was the enemy and the walls. All they could talk about were the giants in the land. And the Bible says that they spread an evil report. They, re, they spread a bad report among the people. These 10 scouts, they responded with fear. They responded with fear. That's my message today, faith versus fear. Listen, all they could focus on was the giants in the land. All they could focus on was the walls that were around them. Their report was full of fear. Their report was full of unbelief. Their report was full of discouragement as it spread among the people. Their report was full of neg negativity. These 10 scouts had a we cannot do it attitude. They said we're grasshoppers compared to these people. We're grasshoppers compared to these giants. The giants in the land caused them to be overcome by fear which led them to be negative, which led them to complain, which led them to discouragement, which led them to unbelief. Do you know any people that are grasshoppers in your life sometimes? Man, I mean, you, they get around you, man, and it's just a, it's nonstop negativity. It's nonstop complaining. It's nonstop unbelief. It's nonstop discouragement. Don't you just like, please, just get away. And they had a report of fear. And see, that thing, when, when people come to you like that, it spreads to everybody. It spreads like it did here in the camp. And I just want to tell you this morning, if we're not careful, church, please listen to me. I really believe God wants to set us all free from some things this morning. If we're not careful, we can all be like these 10 scouts. Every one of us in here, if we're not on guard, we can be just like these 10 scouts. We can get so focused in life on the giants that walk before us that we become overcome uh, with uh, fear and fear will paralyze you and then you're not able to move with God. Sometimes we get so focused on the giants 
that were overcome by fear. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm sure that we've all had to battle fear before in our life, right? We've all had to step out of some things out of our comfort zone because, and we've had to overcome fear. A lot of people walk in fear. I found out Friday night here at the church at Mad Friday, there's a lot of teenagers afraid of the dark. We, we turn out the lights. Pastor John had it blacked out everywhere in here and we played hide and seek here at the church and I found out there's a lot of kids that are afraid of the dark. And I wasn't too happy about it either. <laughs> Some people have a fear of the dark. Some people have a fear of clowns. Did you know that? Did y'all see on the news this past week? I forgot where it was at, but there's actually a car wash somewhere. There's a car wash and while you're during October, while your car is being washed, clowns start appearing inside the car wash. Now, I'm just going to tell you this right here. If I'm inside of a car wash and some clowns start to walk out while I'm in that car wash, when I drive out, the rollers are going to be on the car and there's going to be some clowns on the car. <laughs> People have a fear of clowns. People have a fear of snakes. People have a fear of mice. We had a little mouse here in the office this past week. I wish you could have seen the video of that. <laughs> People have a fear of squirrels. You know, we had a squirrel here in the church just a few weeks ago. I'm not going to tell you where he was sitting at in here, but uh, I'm just kidding. We did have a squirrel here, but people have a fear of squirrels, and people have a, let me tell you, Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> we had a squirrel back here in that little kid's room right behind you, tucked away in some stuff. Won't going to hurt anybody. And Pastor Hannah happened to find that squirrel one day. I think Miss Lisa might have been with her. And what was so funny, they got that squirrel in that room, and when they got ready, and they knew he was in there, they walked out and they said, make sure you lock the door. <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all get that or not, but <laughs> we got squirrels that can unlock doors around here. People have it, Lord Jesus, help me. People have a fear of, of, of dying. People have a fear of growing old. You know, this upcoming Thursday, I'm going to be celebrating 47 years. Praise God. I thank the Lord for every one of them. And we're going to be celebrating. But, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't really say it's a fear of growing old, but I don't really like the idea of growing old. I asked uh, Lisa, my wife, I said, you, you still going to love me when I'm old and gray and overweight and out of shape, and she says, I do. <laughs> that means get back to the point. <laughs> it's all right to laugh in the Lord's house, amen. amen. Seriously. You know, we can be overcome by fear. I know, I've, I've counseled enough people and seen and what some of you have already been through. I know, I know that fear can grip you sometimes and paralyze you and keep you moving into what God has promised for your life. Fear can do that. Fear can uh, hurt you. Fear can be deadly to you. Did you know that? We know that, you know, sometimes I think about the fear that we face. You know, none of us want our kids to go down the wrong path in life, right? We... I mean, it can happen to anybody. We, sometimes fear creeps in. You don't want your kids to go down the wrong path in life. Here's something that I've always dealt with right here, and, and I've talked to other people. Sometimes uh, we have a fear that we're going to repeat the same cycle that we grew up in in life. Anybody ever deal with that fear? 
that you're going to grow up and you're going to repeat that same cycle that you grew up in. You, you, you fear that you're going to be an alcoholic all your life. You, you fear that you're going to be an addict all your life. You, you fear that your, your marriage is not going to make it. You fear that something may happen and you may end up in jail. You fear that you're going to end up with some kind of disease or sickness or you feel like you're going to end up being a failure. I'm here to tell you, friend, the enemy would do everything possible to overcome your faith with fear so he can keep you from experiencing the blessings of God in your life. He'll do it. He'll do it. And that's what he did to these 10 scouts right here. If you don't believe me, just listen to me. The 10 scouts, they gave this report filled with fear. And because they were filled with fear, did you read the scriptures this week? They never were able to go into the promised land. Their fear kept them from experiencing all that God had promised for their life. Fear held them back. Fear kept them from going into what God had planned for them. And what happened? They wandered around for 40 years in the wilderness until they all died along with that generation who didn't believe. Fear caused them to wander around in the wilderness and they missed the opportunity and the blessing from God. And I wonder how many people here today are wandering around in the wilderness and you're missing God's purpose for your life because of fear. How many people here, I wonder how many people have, have showed up today that have been filled with all kinds of dreams in their life and those dreams are now dead because fear overcome you. How many people, I wonder, which is really sad, how many people have gave up on the Lord? They've gave up on the Lord because they were overcome with fear. The things that God was leading them down to do or, or to be a part of, instead of trusting him in faith, they gave up on the Lord because they were overcome with fear. Fear will kill you. Fear will destroy you. It can hold you back. Please listen to it. This is on my heart this morning. I don't want anybody to be held back for all that God has for your life. I want you to experience the fullness of God, the blessings of God, the fruit of God. But fear will keep you from doing that. Fear will hold you back from going into God's destiny for your life. Fear will hold you back from experiencing all that God has for you. And these 10 scouts, they, they, they were filled with fear and they missed it. They missed it. God, help us not to miss it. Help us not to miss what you have planned for our life, the destiny that you have for our life. No matter who we are, God does have a plan for you. Do you hear me this morning? And these 10 scouts, they responded in fear and that fear crippled them and it crippled the people around them. And fear will cripple you. They responded in fear. But I love what the Bible says. It says, here comes Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they spoke up. They spoke up and they, they had a report that won't fill with fear. Their report was filled with faith. These two scouts, Joshua and Caleb, they responded with faith. They listened to me. They saw the same walled cities. They saw the same giants but their report was different than the other ones. Isn't it amazing how we can all be together in a place and we're walking through life together and some people get so focused on the negative and the bad and then the same people are seeing the exact same thing, but they see an opportunity and they see a blessing and they see something good. So God help us today to be like Joshua and Caleb and to have a good report. They had a good report filled with faith. Caleb said, let's go at once and take the land. 
He said, let's go right now. I know there's walled cities over there, and I know there's giants in our life, but we can certainly conquer it all. The Lord is going to give them to us. Don't be afraid of those giants, Caleb said. They're nothing compared to my God. Hallelujah. He says, don't be afraid. The Lord is with us. Let's go take the land because God Almighty, he's going to help us. That was Caleb right there. Praise the Lord. Come on. Caleb and, 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 and Joshua, they had, uh, they had eyes of faith. They had eyes of faith. They had a heart of faith. They had, they had feet of faith. They were walking in faith. They were walking in faith. Not fear, but they were walking in faith. The Bible says that the righteous live by faith and that we walk by faith and not by sight. Listen to me, church. Please hear my heart this morning. If we're going to be used by God, and I know everybody here wants to be used by God. If you're going to be used by God, and you're going to walk in the purposes of God for your life. We have to focus our faith on the Lord Jesus Christ and not the giants in our life. Did you hear me? Our, our eyes and our heart, we need to be focused in faith on the Lord Jesus Christ and not the giants in our life. Caleb and Joshua had eyes of faith. And our focus should be on Jesus. If we're going to go forward into God's purpose for our lives, it's going to require faith. It's going to require faith. It's going to require faith. Look to your neighbor and say faith. Yes. It's going to require faith. We need the kind of faith that Joshua and Caleb demonstrated here. Caleb and Joshua demonstrated confident faith. Confident faith. Caleb said that we can certainly conquer the land. We can certainly conquer it. Caleb and Joshua were confident not because of who they were. They weren't confident because of their own muscles and their own strength. They were confident because they had faith in the word of God. And that's what faith is. Faith is just simply taking God at his word and trusting that he will do everything that he promised to do. God has made some promises to every one of us today. And the question is, are you going to believe him today in faith? Are you going to trust those promises for your life? Or are you going to continue to walk a life in fear, crippled by fear, paralyzed by fear, missing out on what God wants to do in your life? Listen, you can be confident today that God has made promises to you. And because of those promises, we can know today that salvation is to all those who believe in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Do you believe that today? That's a promise from God. God's promised us that he will work all things out for the good of those who love him according to his purposes. God has promised to comfort us in our trials. God has promised to finish the work he started in us. Aren't you grateful he's going to finish the work he started in you? He's promised us peace when we pray. He's promised us spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Listen, Caleb and Joshua were confident because they were standing on the promises of God. And that's what we have to do as a church. Every one of us, including myself, we have to be confident in faith because we're standing on the word of God. I just want to tell you this morning, whoever you may be, stop being a grasshopper. Stop being a grasshopper. Stop, stop focusing on the what ifs. What, what, you get into a situation, you're always the one, well, what, what? I know we need to evaluate things, but what if this or what if that? No, no, God is calling you into a place, and if he said he's called you there, he's promised it to you, he's going to see you through it. Stop being, stop focusing on the what ifs. Stop focusing on all the negatives. Stop focusing on what looks impossible, and start focusing on God's promises with confidence today. Listen, you're never going to know the promises of God. You're never going to walk in faith unless you open up the word of God and read those promises. Yeah. 
They're full here. They're full of promises to help you walk in confidence. And that's what they did. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the profession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let me read it to you again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful. Listen, that's a picture of somebody that's confident. I'm not going to be wavered. I'm not going to be tossed to and fro. No, I'm confident today because God has promised and God is faithful. So I can walk in confidence today. Not only confident faith, but they had courageous faith. They saw, they saw the same giants. They saw the exact same walls that these 10 spies saw. But instead of being afraid of the giants, they were ready to go in and take the land. Listen to me this morning, please. Courageous faith will be ready to move with God. Courageous faith will be ready to move when God moves. Not get ahead of God and not stay way, way back there behind God, but stay right there with God. Be ready to move when God moves. That's courageous faith. No matter what walls are in front of you, no matter what giants are in front of you, you have got a courageous faith knowing that God is going to be with you. If he is for you, who can be against you? Knowing that you can walk in that faith because God is bigger than any giant and God is greater than anything you may face in your life. The Bible says, for he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Courageous faith will trust God no matter the giant, no matter the circumstances we face. Listen, I know you, I know some of you are going through some things right now, and from the outside, I mean the natural eye looking in, it looks impossible, but God wants you to have a courageous faith, knowing that with him all things are possible. God can work it out. And we got to have the courage to believe him, the courage to trust him. They had a courageous faith, and they also had a conquering faith. Caleb and Joshua, the, the words defeat and fear were not in their vocabulary. They were more than conquerors. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors, more than conquerors through him who loved us. Who is him? Him is Jesus Christ. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Listen, no matter your giant, no matter the walls you face, you can trust God to give you victory today. And it comes through Jesus Christ. Paul said, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You may have come in this morning discouraged, defeated, and, you're, and all you can see is the giants in the land in front of you and the walls around you. I'm here to tell you today, friend, if you'll grab a hold of the hand of Jesus, he'll bring you through. He'll bring victory to you today in the name of Jesus. I promise you he will. He's able. He's able. Yeah, go ahead and say thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a conquering faith in Jesus Christ. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me. <clears throat> They had a conquering faith, and we need that same conquering faith in our life today. Be confident today that God, in his word, you can trust him. Be courageous today enough to take a step out there and just believe God. Look, God is telling some of you, he's calling some of you to do some things, and you're still just kind of, you know, waiting on the outside, and you're right there on the edge, and you're almost there, ready for your breakthrough. You're almost there, and, and, you're, and, and doubt's creeping, and unbelief's creeping, and, and fear has got you crippled, and you're paralyzed, and you can't go forward, and you can't go back. God wants to set you free today. He wants to set you free today from that fear. Faith is going to win. Fear is going to lose. 
I wish you'd make a declaration this morning that when you leave today, you're not leaving with fear, you're leaving with faith. Come on. I'm not leaving today in fear. I'm leaving today in faith in God because God is able. He's never let me down. I feel like the Lord just wants to ask all of us a question here today. He wants to know today, are you, are you going to stay on the edge and let fear keep you crippled and miss the opportunity and miss the blessings and miss my purpose for life for you? Are you going to miss it all because of unbelief and not trusting me and fear? Are you going to really, are you really going to just doubt me? Or are you going to come into that land, come into that place that I have promised you that's going to be full of opportunity, full of blessing, full of encouragement, full of, man, all I can say is God is good. I bet if I just took a survey this morning, how, how many people were here this morning? You know, you could raise your hand. You could just, you could just lift your hand up high because of all the great and mighty things that God has done in your life over the years or right or you know even over the last week I mean you could just lift your hand and say man I could lift both hands and throw my feet up in there right now I mean come on could you lift your hand and say you know what I mean God has done some great and mighty things in my life over a course of time and he really has he really has and, and what a blessing to see all the hands go up representing so many things that God has done and, and you mean to tell me now he, he, he's brought you this far and done all these things in your life. You're sitting here today and you've lifted your hand and said God has done all these great and mighty things and now you're telling me that you're not willing to, you're not willing to believe him and trust him to get you to another level, another place that you're going to live in fear? That doesn't even make sense. God has been faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's calling some of us into a new place. And we will never be able to go if we don't trust him. He's saying, trust me. He's saying, trust me. Listen to me. He's saying, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm with you. I'm for you. Trust me. Don't continue to live in fear. God, deliver us from fear today that faith will win. Some of you may be saying, Pastor Jeff, I know I'm, I, I hear you saying this today, but you don't realize the giants in my life. And I've been wondering. I mean, I showed up today, and I'll be honest with you. I, I've been wondering. I've just been wandering around, dealing with giant after giant, trying to get through a... a one place after the other and it just seems like I'm just getting stuck I'm not going nowhere and I really need a breakthrough I, I need to I need God I need you to pray today that God will help me overcome this fear in my life because I'm tired of staying in this same place I, I'm tired of wandering I'm tired of wandering I'm tired of wandering I'm tired I'm tired of just wandering around there, there's something more that you promised me God and I want it I want it don't you want it I want all that God has for me. And he wants you to have it. Would you bow your heads with me, please?
please be, just please be reverent for the next few minutes. And I just want to ask you a question. If this message today, if you feel like this thing about faith versus fear and how fear can cripple you and keep you from experiencing all God has for your life, if you feel like that, I, that you know, this is really a message for you today, would you just right there where you are lift your hand up real high, please? God bless you. Keep lifting, keep lifting, keep lifting, keep lifting. Oh, God. You can put your hands down. I want to just tell you right now, friend, nobody looking around, that through Jesus Christ there's victory. The greatest giant in our life is sin. If you're here today lost, Jesus can forgive you of your sins and give you new life. If you'll just repent, come to the cross, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you too shall be saved. That's a message of hope. No more fear of dying. Hallelujah. Faith in God for everlasting life. Every hand that was lifted right now to acknowledge that there's a place where fears tried to creep in. God wants to help you today. If you've been dealing with anything like fear in your life that's kept you from walking in the promises of God, I want you to step out right now. I want you to come to this altar. Come on, come, please. Every, I saw hands. I saw the hands. Don't be, listen, they, obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. There was others. There was others. There was others. This, listen, we're here to pray for one another. Come on. Are you going to let faith win or is fear going to win? Is there others that need to come? Others that may need to come? You've been battling this thing. It's crippled you. Thank you for obeying the Lord. God bless you, ma'am. There's others coming. We're going to wait just a few more minutes. There's others. There's others. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Thank you, ma'am. I see another one coming. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Hallelujah. Faith will win, fear will lose. Faith will win, fear will lose. Faith will win, fear will lose. Hallelujah. Faith will win, fear will lose. Faith will win, fear will lose. I'm leaving fear and I'm walking in faith. I want every one of you that can come, I want you to come right now and get behind somebody and pray. Come, please. If you believe in the power of prayer, come and find somebody that you can put your hands on and pray for them right now. Please, 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 please come, please. Just get behind somebody and pray. If you can't come to the altar, just pray right there where you are in your pew. Don't let anybody stand alone. Don't let anybody stand alone. Don't let anybody stand alone. Faith will win. Fear is gone.
Don't let anybody stand alone. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. Oh, Lord, we thank you, God, that we can walk in faith because you're faithful, God. We will not waver. We will not be tossed to and fro, God. We're confident in our faith, God. We're courageous in our faith because of who you are. Jesus, you are king. God, we walk with a conquering faith, God, knowing that if you're for us, God, who can be against us? So, Lord, I pray right now, God, over everyone here at this altar, God, that's been battling the thing of faith and fear, that today faith would win, fear will lose, faith will win, fear will lose. Oh, God, I pray right now, they'll go from faith to faith, glory to glory, God. Faith to faith, glory to glory, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that they would not miss anything that you would have for their life. We pray, God, for just a supernatural work to be done, God. Lord, they would walk into a new dimension, a new place with you, God. A deeper walk with you, God, experiencing your blessings, your your abundance, your love, your grace, your mercy, God. Fill every one of us, Lord. None of us have the spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind and power right now in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I will not repeat the cycle that I grew up in. I will not repeat it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I will will not repeat it, oh God. My kids will not go down the wrong path, God. They're going to live for you and glorify you. I'm confident, God. I'm confident, God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, deliver people, set them free today from fear. Set them free today from fear. I'm leaving fear behind today. I'm leaving fear behind. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. Friend, listen, if you're in this altar, claim that right now. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. I'm no longer going to be afraid. God is for me. God will help us. God is going to bring us through. God is going to make a way.